All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is December 12th. You haven't got your Christmas shopping done. You better like start ordering now because you're in trouble. And this is another edition of the MSB Initiative, MSB Talk. Yeah, we're rounding out the year pretty quickly here. Let's get some housekeeping out of the way, and then we'll get on to the topics of the day. MSBinitiative.com. If you haven't hit uh, this site, this is everything that we do. So this session is being recorded. Will be available in podcast and video format. These go all the way back to 2020. So plenty of good stuff there. Community Minds for everybody that came out to Community Minds this year in Denver. I think this is a pretty good start to something that uh, may have some legs to it. Uh, different format, different blueprint, good outcome. Again, it's about education, not about uh, the next product to sell. So we have two of these coming up in 2024 um hey jp uh one of them is going to be in nashville and one of them is going to be in denver again uh we're uh, going to be posting information about this shortly uh definitely circle them on your calendar this past year we did six six that's right community block parties after parties nighttime activities that turn into parties party parties uh the most recent uh is the one in orlando where we brought in um the combo of better than azure sugar ray and um tonic tonic uh, and so the year before we brought in the All-American Rejects, hey, we're taking ideas for bands. Um, you'd be surprised how expensive some of these guys get, but uh, we're looking forward to next year. We're going to have plenty of these, um, so stay tuned for those. Some community offers, these are just hookups from companies in the sandbox that are trying to give you deals. And the industry calendar, I've seen it in Excel format. We'll be posting the 2024 version of that here uh, shortly, uh, and there are hundreds, that's right, hundreds. Uh, of events so um, did you say hundreds george sorry plural hundreds <laughs> multiple hundreds of events uh so it is going to be a busy 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 2024 so for yeah thank you jen for letting me know the two community minds events in nashville is going to be in april 17th and 18th and denver is going to be july 24th 25th so thank you for those dates there they are uh community event uh, uh to add to many other good community events uh some which i'm sure we'll hear on today's session so we're closing out the year. Actually, I said it last year. I know it was a little bit, we're still coming off of like pandemic times, kind of mushed the calendar in. I'm, I'm hearing December is a pretty busy month um, from a yes. lot of people. Um, like every, you know, for a long time, I don't know, seven, eight, 10 year run. You got to December, the first week of December and then the lights started to dim, right? Like things started to quiet down, get your accounting in for the end of the year, yada, yada, yada. Not so much this year. It's very much like last year where like things are hot and heavy. Projects are getting squeezed in. People are putting extra hours in. And <laughs> I believe will be a clear bleed over into January, uh, which is, by, by the way, a good thing. Um, you know, I'd rather have more business to, to, to figure out than less. Sure. Um, and technology. But, it's, but, it's, there's, but there's no break anymore. The no break. break. Is, you're, you're right. It was It was end of November that you were like, okay, I'm going to be home. I'm going to get, you know, going to get some time in. And, and then it was March before things started up now. And then last year it was February and you and I looked at each other like, wow, when did February become a thing? And guess what? This coming year in January, there's some stuff happening. So it's, uh, it's definitely changed from that, you know, end of November to March window where you were like, ah, I can breathe. Exactly. And so if for anybody that hasn't uh, run into my uh, co-pilot for today on today's episode, 
we welcome back Mr. Kenny P or Ken Patterson for everybody that doesn't know him formally. Uh, he is uh, currently with uh, Taylor Business Group, but he's been in the sandbox for a long, long time. Um, I call him a man of the people because uh, dude actually likes to connect people. It's not about him. I wish there were more people that were wired up that way, but I digress. How you doing today, Ken? And I'm doing fantastic. It's December and yes, it's very busy. What else is busy? The vendors are all doing stuff way earlier than they normally do because they're worried about January starts, right? So we've spent a lot of time talking to vendor partners because, you know, in Taylor, we're a community and we talk about our vendor partners as much as we talk about the MSP partners and our members. And uh, wow, I've never seen like some of the conversations are crazy. People are telling me, yeah, budget's filling up, like filling up. It used to be roll into January and you'd be talking about, you know, you'd still be talking about next year's budget because it's long-term and there's all these events and some are still forming, but that's not seeming to be happening. Also, a lot of big news from Taylor Business Group that I'm going to share real quick because this isn't about Taylor Business Group, but there's some news. There's a couple things. We talked about events. So there are two events that I just wanted to let people know about. One's not an event. One's just something that's happening. So we have service and security workshop that we put on for uh, for anybody in the space. It's not just about our members. We want to help the whole community. You do have to pay to go there. Early bird registration is this Friday. So you want to get the, you want to go on Friday. You want to buy Friday, decide if you want to go. It's in Orlando. Who doesn't want to go to Orlando in January? Ken, uh, Ken so, keeps I mean, putting events you know, in Orlando so he can go to Disney World. Let's be honest. That's right. That's right. Um, so January 24th and 25th is the event. It's at ThreatLocker's offices. Now you might say, Ken, well, are we going to get pitched by ThreatLocker? No. You're going to get a half a day of security, security training, which you don't get directly, you know, from a lot of places. You're going to get a day and a half of service manager, next level, best in class training, teach your service people, your service leaders, how to do all that. And then while they're there, they're going to get a half day of security training from ThreatLocker, who better to do security training. And then separate from that, you get a tour of their facility and check out all the cool things that are going on down there. So one of the main misconceptions is people go, oh, I'm going to go get pitched. This is not a pitch. This is for your sales, your service leaders to go to a two-day workshop, go in Florida, be nice and warm, get some good education, um, and maybe stay for the weekend, which is what I would love to do. Um, so anyways. But I bet you, to... if you really, if you really wanted a threat locker t-shirt, I guess they'll have some there. Yeah. My guess would be they'd still have some there. Right. They have a, they actually have a store. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, and then the second thing that's not really an event, but it's an offer this time of year, we know how crazy things get. You have Christmas to deal with holidays, all the things that go on with the holidays and we're offering a special deal on how to get an introductory program that we call the grant program for MSPs who are in need of a little bit of help and want to get started, but don't necessarily want to make that investment up front. I mean, Taylor Business Group is a bit cheaper than most, but we want to make it even better. We want to make it more palatable for MSPs to join. So we're offering a grant program at a significant discount. The way you can find out about both of these things is go to taylorbusinessgroup.com. The grant program is in the blue box up in the right, and the service and security workshop is under events and training. Go there, check these things out. You can check the dates out. You can find out when the grant program ends. Um, I do believe it's halfway through January that that will end. 
but it's your chance to really get a chance to get involved with the Taylor Business Group community, blow your business up, take it to the next level, and do it at a very good introductory rate. And a lot of the MSPs that we all know started on a grant program and, and blew their, you know, and from there on just took it right out of the water. So uh, really cool stuff. And then one last announcement, George, that, um, you know, I think that you'll find interesting is uh, Taylor Business Group is announcing a new president. We have a president that's stepping in. Uh, you know, Michael will be stepping back and going to the board and stepping out of Taylor Business Group. Um, and our new our new president is Christopher Sumner. Um, check him out on LinkedIn. Guy has an extensive background. He grew four different MSPs up into high level MSPs. Um, was in the military. He's, I, I kind of call him the Forrest Gump of this of the MSP space because he really does have a deep, extensive background from the military to MSP to uh, being a locksmith. An interesting story. Really cool guy. Has great perspective on the space and is really going to come in and shake things up at Taylor Business Group and work towards get, new goals for 2024 and really making it what we call it, right? From a Taylor Business Group's line is for our members, by our members. Well, he's really going to take that and help us all take that to the next level. So really looking forward to seeing what Christopher does. Actually, George, we'll, at some point, we're going to poke to you and see when he's ready, if he wants to come on the show and have a conversation about the space and maybe introduce himself a little bit. But um, really big news, really cool stuff happening um, over at Taylor Business Group. And you want to check us out, you can go to the website and do that. But from here on out, me and George are going to talk about industry-specific stuff, end-of-year stuff. But I want to get my little housekeeping stuff out there and, and let the world know uh, what's going on. Well, awesome. Those are all good things. So <clears throat> new president, actually no Chris. So that's awesome. I think it's a good guy for the right for the right job. Uh, you got your security workshop or boot camp right in Orlando. What was the second event? Uh, well, the grant program. And the grant yeah. The grant program to help MSPs get in at a, at a nice palatable price that helps them get started. So just to be clear, the grant program is for them to be able to get into a peer group if they're not already in one. And kind yes. Of more of yes. A... The grant program is for new prospective MSPs who want to get involved with what we call business improvement groups, as you know, right? That's where the big came from. Um, you know, they get they, they, it's the whole package. They get in, they get a coach. They're in a group full of their peers. Um, the whole thing, but they're just getting it at a, a highly discounted rate. Okay. So now we've put some clarity to that. Those are all good announcements. So good news is it's the reverse of the castle mentality, right? What's the castle mentality? You're all my competitors. I'm going to build a moat around my place. Here's some alligators and a bridge. Don't cross it. You know, everybody's, everybody's against me. Now we flip it to, Hey, by the way, there's a lot of people doing what you do. They're not all your competitors. And by the way, <clears throat> what better than to learn from people who are actually in the trench with you, right? You can learn from, you know, I, I always, you know, take a, don't be, don't be upset at me, higher education people, right? It's like, hey, you're a professor, you're teaching me on a topic. Have you ever done this for real? Or are you just teaching me out of a textbook? These people actually are doing it. I think there's right. a lot of value to that. I'm not saying that the book knowledge isn't good, but. I, I don't know. I take a little bit more seriously when somebody's like underneath the desk plugging in things like I did. I digress. It's not. And George, you brought up a good point, right? It's still okay if you have a business coach that knows business and they're helping you with business, but you're not going to get the same thing you get out of a, out of a peer group or a big or 
because these are people that are in the trenches doing that business and doing this stuff and had gone through crawling under a desk to hiring people to crawl under a desk, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and we talk about the desks that we used to crawl under it used to be much dirtier with uh, ashtrays and stuff. But, you know, that is, it, it, you're still not getting that same level of experience. So I always tell people, hey, it's great that you got a business coach. They're going to teach you how to line up the, the dots on the business side. But MSP business is very it can be very different. There are there are things that line up the same, right? The business is business and sure. But the MSP stuff that you can't get from a, a person that just does business is what you're going to get out of these types of groups. And again, I've been, I've, all been saying, I've been saying it for probably at least the last couple of years. This is a tough business. Yeah. Out of all the things you could go out and do, this is not, in reality, it's not an easy business. And, you know, they say that the younger people aren't necessarily interested in this you know, segment of, of work. And I'm like, I don't necessarily blame them because if they're, you know, if they like sitting at, at home on the couch playing video games, probably not the best place to get into. Maybe you should go be like, a, get on one of those professional video game teams, right? They go play yeah. games with people in stadiums. I don't know. But uh, no, this is a hard business. It really is. It's, it can be an exciting one. You're, yeah. you know, you're constantly around new toys. That's what right. kind of got me into the whole thing, Ken. I felt like I was in the toy store every day. I was unboxing new things. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. I like lights. They blink. They're very nice. It's uh, also what hurt us too, George, right? Because back in the day when you were doing that and you started having people work for you, I used to go out to shows, you know, that shiny toy syndrome we always talk about. I'd go to shows and be like, ooh, look at all this stuff. And then go back to the office and go to my service manager and go, here, check out all this <laughs> stuff. And, you know, no one <laughs> thing was ever getting done, right? Because I just dropped 17 things on their desk. But you're right. There's this this job, and you're funny, you, you sound like me giving an interview because people used to say to me, you're crazy. What are you doing in your job interviews? You're like scaring people away. I'm like, I'd rather scare a bad candidate away than have a bad candidate come into the company. And you know how hard it is to get rid of bad people once they're in the company. So from that yeah. standpoint, I would tell people, look, this isn't Disney World. It's the hardest job you're ever going to do. But also it's very rewarding on the other side. You're always going to be busy. You're always going to be learning new things. And I had one of my best techs leave me, George. He was actually my best tech left because he got a job offer from UBS, like the second or first number one bank in the world at the time. And I'm like, good luck. I can't. He's like, well, you don't want to. I'm like, no, I can't match it. I can't. I won't. I don't ever pretend to be able to match that. I will tell you, you're not going to be able to do the same things there that you do here. That freedom goes away. You're going to be working on the same things every day. And, and, my, and my door will always be open three months later. He came back because he was one of those techs. He's like us. He wanted to be constantly challenged. He wanted to be, and he wasn't, he was sitting at a desk. So yeah. I tell people, I try to be honest with people right up front. Hey, this is hard. It's really hard. Right. And so you, to your point, it's and a I different think, kind of business. Well, but there's two types of hearts, Ken. And, and we've talked about this on miles and miles and miles of tour bus, but <laughs> the technology parts actually kind of challenging, right? It's like a puzzle yeah. that you're trying to solve. You know, you're, you know, like not everything is the same as much as we try and standardize. Like there's a new challenge to be overcome on a regular and sometimes more than you probably want to. But right. the business part of it, that's where a lot of people, like I was on with uh, our, our good friend from uh, IT Valuations, Reed Warren. He's like, here are the 19 metrics that determine the value of your business. I was like, 19? He's like, <laughs> oh yeah, 19. I was like, I don't think I know what those 19 are. And right. so if you don't know how the game's played, how do you twist the knobs and change the things that you're doing in order to actually help yourself? 
it's a knowledge problem, right? Like yeah. you just don't know what you don't know. You're too busy, you know, kind of, you know, crossing the wires together then to figure right. out, hey, you know, how does it all work? So he's like, maybe I should do a workshop at that community minds. I was like, I think that's a great workshop. I yeah. would do that workshop. I think that, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't matter whether you're running a HVAC company or an IT company. If there's 19 metrics that people have to pay attention to, I need to know what those are. So, you know, I think the business part of it, especially for the people who, you know, started this thing in the garage, backseat, basement, whatever, and then built, 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 hired, hired, hired. Like you're still approaching things from this, the mindset of the, you know, the, the person that started from day zero. Right. And so right. at some point for the sake of everyone involved, you do need to make that turn. Right. And understand um, it's, you know, you need to understand the math. You need to understand the metrics. You need to understand what's good, what's bad. Cause otherwise, and, and both of us, I think I'm, I can think of two stories right now at the top of my head, you know, where people work 20, 30 years, they, they make it a career at the end, they go to, you know, hopefully sell their business and, and like, you know, get the payoff and they find out their business isn't worth anything. And so that's soul crushing, you know, they put that amount of time and energy in and like you worked, you know, you paid your bills, you made a living, but man, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, look at our, our, you know, our paths, right. Both of us came from nothing, but somehow became technology people. You did it way earlier than I did. I was just a, I was a, someone that found out later, this stuff came to me second, you know, very easily, but we didn't come from much. We, we got in the business and then we thought, well, we can fix stuff. And then yeah. You get into the business side of things and then, oh, wait a minute, I got to, I got to know finance. I got to know operations. I got to know, you know, I have to be HR. I have to be all these things. And we, we made those mistakes. It took us a lot longer back then. And my whole thing is I always say to people, and you know this, I've said, well, I'm not any expert. So please don't anybody follow me if you think I'm an expert. My thing is I made a lot of mistakes. And I always want to share with people how not to make those mistakes, right? We made so many mistakes through that process. And I always think to myself, man, if I had a group of peers at that time, I wouldn't have made those same mistakes because I would have learned from someone who does it. And by the way, just because we're all in the same business, like George alluded to earlier, doesn't mean we have the same problems. I can guarantee you if both of our MSPs right now, when we were working together and I went to George and said, hey, man. I got this problem over here that I can't figure out. He would say, shit, never seen that one before and vice versa. And it's crazy to think that, but because it's so diverse and there's so much going on and now more than ever, even more than when we were first starting out, you got to have a group of peers to fall back on. And I'm saying this not as a Taylor business group plug. I'm saying this even, as even a reality income. check. Yeah. Any type of group that you can at least get started with and start to expand this, this group of, this community, what I call community, is important. Jump on calls with groups of people. We do them every Thursday and, and, and try to get everybody, whoever wants to be on there, on there. It's really important to understand what other people are doing to George's castle mentality. Forget that. Throw that out the window. They're not your competition. It's co-opetition, as I believe Bob Coppage coined the phrase. You really do need to get their input, other people's input who are doing this, and are in the trenches just like you. And so, yeah, Taylor does it at a higher level because we're bringing you in. We have a facilitator with the group and the groups grow and you, you know, you go to the next level together and all of that. But if you don't feel like that, you're ready for that, then 
find a group of people that you can trust and chat with and understand how these things are happening. Go to events where you can be a bump into people and get a better feel if you know them and, and you know you like them the way they line up with your way of doing business because not everybody is the same too. There's not all, you know, some people are, <laughs> we have people who have fifth filthy mouths and we have people who don't like filthy mouths. It's that, there's some of that too, right? You may be a little bit more religious and not, you know, not be into some of the, some of the craziness of that. You want to find your people, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. People that you can relate to, have the conversations uh, about. Here, here's the other, here's the other thing that's worth mentioning, right? Like, I, I don't ever want to log into my QuickBooks and have to do manual entries of stuff. Like, don't, <laughs> like, I hire somebody to, to make sure that that's all done. Right. At the, end of the year, you have a CPA, right? They're helping you make sure that you're ready for tax time. Maybe you have a financial or planner or somebody that's outside of your company to help you make sure you're doing the right thing. Right. There's experts in all these categories. Here's the one challenge, right? And to some degree, it's kind of counter to you know the MSP story, right? Like, you know, they tell the MSP, hey, verticalize, right? Get into a specific market so that you understand what's going on. Well, if the experts around you, you know, the you know, the third-party people that you're relying on to do their specific things don't really understand how our industry works, sometimes the advice you're getting actually doesn't work for you. Yep. Counterproductive. And, and so that's the problem, right? Like, you know, like I know it seems simple. And by the way, I'm not a finance guy. I can sure as hell read a bank account statement. But, you know, bottom line is if you're not formatting things properly and you're not accounting for things properly and you're not making sure things are getting the correct weight in the way that you're, you know, doing things, all of a sudden it could look like your business is upside down when it's really not and vice versa. Right. So, you know, my best advice to everyone here is everybody, you know, you know, it's got to go wherever they go, like water flows in all sorts of different directions, but it's okay to ask for help. Yep. And quite frankly, I encourage it. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that that may feel awkward because everybody thinks that they have the right answer. There is no right answer. <laughs> there, there are a lot of answers to everything. Yep. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people that are more willing to share than others, but um, you got to, you got to try. You got to You try. won't know who they are unless you ask. Yeah. Right. You can yeah. listen I've been told no more times than I care to admit, right? Growing up, you learn that. But when you get older, no shouldn't be a scary answer because it's the second best answer in almost everything that you do. It's the wishy-washy stuff in the middle that'll kill you, especially in sales. You want, yes, sure, you want the yes, but I'd rather go to George and say, hey, man, you want to help me out with this problem? And he just says, no, straight up. Cool. Appreciate that. I probably appreciate that more than the answer I was going for just because I'm not wasting any time, right? And we, you can move on to someone that will. In this industry, though, more people are willing to help than not. They really are. And I would say, be careful of the people you ask for help from. Do some background, like check with people around the industry, because you can also get the wrong help, as George alluded to or talked about, just in a general of being counterproductive to our industry. But even in the industry, there are people who call themselves experts and there are people who, you know, have all this stuff. Talk to people around the industry, talk to folks that are willing to be open and honest and just find out how much of an expert they really are. And again, I don't think anybody's truly an expert in maybe there's very few people who are experts in a complete field 100% because what we do is hard. And I still say we, cause I still consider myself an MSP. The day to day is hard and it changes every day. I've never, there's no industry that changes as fast as this industry does. So, you know, you got to do some due diligence, but there are people who are willing to help. You know, we got people who join the call. We got JP Keezy on here and, 
Um, you know, we got Dennis on here from from TVG who you know joined in. We got Megan from True North. We got people that jump in that are trying to pick up pieces and nuggets and learn. And these are people in the community that are just as willing to share as we are. That's why they're on the call, paying attention and seeing what's being discussed. So, man, put yourself out there, ask questions, learn, because um, there's a lot to be learned. Yeah. So from a community aspect, that's actually the best thing about our, I call it the sandbox, right? Like it, there, if you want it, you can be on a boat with a lot of other people and not on an island by yourself. So like, that's the best way I can explain it. And to be honest with you, I wish I found that earlier in my journey, <laughs> like 10 years earlier in my journey, because yep. I would I would have found my path faster and I would have like gone full speed ahead down, you know, down a road that's paved rather than, you know, um, creating a road out of nothing. Right. So. Right. You know, that's the best part of this. And quite frankly, I know not everybody can. And, you know, we talk about events on these uh, on these podcasts all the time. Um, there's so many of them. You heard hundreds. It's a legit like 300 uh, plus. Um, we understand. And nor would I ask you or expect you to be out of your business more than you're in your business. Right. Like, right. You know, you got to take two, three, four, you know, events a year or whatever it is, maybe one. Um, get it. Uh, do I expect you to be on the road three out of four weeks a month? How how does your business run? I I, I don't know. Uh, so no, <laughs> nobody's expecting you to do that. But there is something to be said for understanding what's coming next. Like you can't you can read every publication there is, right? But like, kind of want to hear it from real people. No offense to the very good journalists out there that write up formal you know articles for a living, but like I want to hear it from the people that are doing the work on the street. I don't care if that street's nearby. I don't care if it's another state. Quite frankly, I don't care if it's in another country. There's some really, really clever, smart people in this business out of the US, out of Canada. And some of the stuff they've come up with is really smart. Like stuff I was just absolute and some even still absolutely shocked that somebody was able to figure out something that I don't even think was on the radar for a lot of people. So I think that's the best part of this, you know, kind of MSP IT service provider community. It does exist. There are different neighborhoods of it, just like any city, but um, they're out there. They're yep. out there. And, yep. you know, Ken, I'm going to throw this one at you. <clears throat> There's still a lot of people who are coming into this industry brand spanking new. Yep. I know, like a lot of them, I think, can come from internal IT, you know, where they're working for corporate America. Job cuts happen because that's what happens when you're big. You cut, you have to cut. And then they're like, hey, I'm going to start my own thing. Cool. <clears throat> we know what the early days of that looks like. Probably easier now than back in the day for both of us, but um, still not just automatic, right? I mean. Well, yeah. So so you bring up a, va a very, <laughs> very valid point. Look. It's okay to start a new company and be in, in you know, say you're diving into IT. My piece of advice would be, A, you don't just hang a shingle and call yourself an MSP. But it's so easy. It works. Yeah, right. It's so easy. Right. We don't have, you know, we uh, Matt Lee always says his hairdresser has a certification, you know, has a, a license and we don't, right? Um, so the the fact of the matter is you don't just hang a shingle and become an MSP for real in the in the in the real world. And by the way, George and I could talk about the whole acronym MSP forever about the fact that I hate the fact that we're 
everybody's called an MSP, but there's no level and there's no difference in all of that. But if you're going to start out doing this, yes, you're good at IT. You can fix stuff. You know, maybe you even know AI or, you know, you've gotten to the newer technology stuff. Figure out who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Line up what your business is going to be now. And I didn't. George didn't. We all, we, we started out that way. But there's enough now. There's enough knowledge in this industry and enough of uh, history to know that it's not the way to do it. You'll have to change it somewhere down the line. And it'll be painful to make that change. Or you might not survive to the end of the line. Yeah, just doing, going into do, it saying, I fixed doing, stuff. Doing everything for everybody usually right. fails in the end. Yeah. I so that because a lot of people like like to help anyone that needs it. But I, I you know, back to your point earlier, Ken. I think the you know there is a good power in saying no. Right, and I'm just saying if they're if you're just getting started in this, start doing your due diligence about what it takes to really be an MSP. There's a there's a stack. There's a process. It's all there. It's it may not be in some license that we have to sign up to do or there's you know whatever level and all of that but it's there you can figure out what to do and i would say if you're just starting out i know you can't delegate a whole lot of stuff but get a damn good lawyer yeah. don't get people don't get other people's documents and use their documents you need a good lawyer and you need a good accountant if you're going to get started so that would be my two cents about the whole getting started it's okay you'll hear a lot of people go nuts about people starting up and hanging the shingle and all that. And none of us would have been here if we didn't do that, but you can start earlier on getting down the right path and doing the right things. It'll benefit your business long-term. hundred percent. So <clears throat> hopefully you get an idea that like, we're, we're just telling you there's a lot of good people out there that can help you a lot. Please, you know, be receptive <laughs> to that. I think that'll pay dividends for you exponentially. That being said, Flipping back around to end the year stuff, beginning of year stuff. You know, Ken, the larger, bigger MSPs that have been around for a while got a lot of people. They're like, oh, hey, we have a whole committee in our company. Uh, we, we dedicate a specific time every year to evaluate new products, You know, bring them into the lab, test them out, decide whether it's for us, then we move forward into the new year. And by the way, that's awesome. I wish everybody was that way. That's definitely <laughs> not the case. I think that's a minority. Yeah. To your point, right? The hey, I'm gonna dump a bunch of stuff on my person's desk and tell them to figure out. Right. I call that uh, credit card swiping fatigue. <laughs> you know, how many times have you gone to, you know, an event? You walk down the aisle, you bought a bunch of stuff all at once. Six months later, you're like, "Hey, we haven't actually done any of this." You just literally just hitting the card, call the day. Yep. So, and, and hey, for everyone out there, don't be mad at me. Sometimes less is more. If you can't benefit with it with uh, of any solution within six, eight, 12 months, you're not ready for it anyway, right? right. So I, I love the, you know, remember JC Penney's, right? And Kohl's does it still, right? They're like, they're like, oh, it's 50% off if you do this, this, and this. And it's like, well, the price of this shirt, if I just bought it across the street, it's the same price if I don't do any of that. You know, like the gimmick does still work. Right. You know, I think... You know, if, if every MSP got into the cycle of, hey, am I using the right stuff? Is the technology I've assembled to go to market, is it the, you know, the best for me at the time? I wish I would think that that would be done on an annual basis. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And look, it's like everything else that that's at that time, that window is shrinking. 
it could be every six months with the with the way that stacks are growing and and you know and it's less of a pain when you do it that way because you're you're you know you're if you're doing it every six months it'll be quicker right because your process is sped up you've had a smaller window to review all of that but remember there was a time when people used to say MSAs don't get looked at for what someone told me every two years I'm like whoa 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 years. Right. And now it's, you know, now it, it annually is, is still maybe a little too long to review those MSAs because your tools are changing. So you're, you have to make sure that your MSA is changing. So it's it's similar. And by the way, I want to go on both sides of this. If you're reviewing these tools, be careful to also not be like grass is always greener when you're looking at similar tools, um, especially on the big stuff, your PSA, your RMM. Like I know people that go nuts about changing those things. <laughs> once you've gone through a change, you might, you might re reconsider that thought process. Right. I also don't want you to be afraid to make a change either. If there's really no value in the tool that you're using, but that's that balance, right? You can't just say, you know what? These guys charged me $10 extra last month. I'm out without knowing what's on the other side, without knowing, you know, the lineup, that type of decision-making will kill your business and it'll, oh, it'll kill your culture. Hold on. There's, there's the other part of that, right? What have you been on? What if you've been on the same tools for ten years, right? Same yeah. people, same company, same tools, and then like, but nothing. Yeah, you know, has enough been done to not just maintain those systems? Has it actually gotten better? Right. There's, right. Well, that's why that's why I'm, that's why you're doing this review, though, right? You're you're yeah. doing the review every year. I mean, ten years, you're clearly not doing any review. Um, <clears throat> but those tools, right? Those tools, they have to, they have to work for your business as you evolve. Your business is changing too. So you have to make sure your tools are changing with you. And that could mean anything from the price to the to what they do to all of it. But don't change just because of price. Because just like you need to raise your rates to your customers, vendors have to raise their prices too. And I feel, yeah, like, but, but hold I feel on. like, oh, come on, George, you got to know both of Rewind. them. Rewind. Both sides. How many times has somebody sold an awesome marketing story? You get into it, you find out, oh, that's what we plan to do, but the product's not actually there yet. Just bear with us while we finish our work. Years later, they never finally got to that picture, right? It was right. a dream. But again, you're talking about years later if you're doing yeah. the review, right? This is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going up based off of your plan. If yeah. you're reviewing, you're going to see these things. JP brought a good point up. He said, don't be afraid to consult the community as part of your vetting process. Everyone has a vetting process, right? And he's right. Go to the community. I don't know how many times I might've went to JP and said, hey, what do you think about these guys? You know, with this group, what they're doing, how it works. And I'm sure JP's done the same. So yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the reality, right? I love the innovation in the industry. A lot of really cool companies start out of MSPs, right? right? Like, hey, we had a gap. We went out there. We didn't find an answer. So we, we built one on our own and it ended up turning into a cool project that grew from there. Awesome. <laughs> You're one of those companies. No, it's, I mean, listen, there are a you lot are. of for me, right? I mean, ConnectWise started out of an MSP. IT Glue started out of an MSP. Um, Pass MSP, Portal. Pass Portal started out of an MSP. MSP Bots is a fairly new company that started out of an MSP. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of others. Emmy, are, Emmy Bot. Right Gauge was one that come out of an yep, MSP. Right like, Gauge came out of There are some yep. pretty cool companies that like literally started out of pain, right? Hey, I don't understand why there's not an answer. 
So if there isn't one, we're going to start one. Right. Cool. So I love those stories, by the way. I think those are the most successful companies, right? People who know the industry that they're building their answer for instead of trying to find customers. They already know where their customers are. Right. Um, but to your point, right? There's a lot of window dressing that goes on in some of these conversations. And sometimes it's not all there. And like to the detriment of you, right? Because at the end of the day, you're hoping that you're going to provide answers now. <clears throat> and you find out that, you know, you bought a car without doors and windows, right? That's probably not a good idea. So like yeah, your point. Well, you're not the first person to do it either. Try it either. For the most part, you don't ever want to be the first person trying out a solution unless there's some kind of well, testing. If there's yeah, a testing yeah. ground, right? But yeah. So to that point, like to JP's point, go to people who use the solution, actual MSPs, what's working, what's not working. And then also test it. And like you said, you should have a test environment where you can test this to see what it does and does it work specifically for your need. There's the flip side to this, right? And there's a lot of cool companies and tools that have come out to help solve this problem. But man, you're buying, you're buying, you're buying, and you forgot the invoice for it. Yeah. I mean, I call it leakage, but I'm sure that's not my unique word. That's what I know it as. I mean, that can crush you. Yep. you, know, if, you, if, you if you go too long without catching that stuff, could be a lot of dollars, comma, zeros. So there are there are a lot of good solutions out there right now where, you know, effectively it's helping you prevent the ability for you to, you know, not make, you know, not collect on the other side. Audit your numbers. Make sure your quantities are right. Make sure you're not right. missing that. Right. Yeah, it's a big problem. And quite frankly, it's a common one. Um, yeah. Wait, we, uh, we, we, we it, it just goes back to the Microsoft, <clears throat> the initial Microsoft. Remember, licensing for M365 is a prime example. It's you don't make a whole lot of margin on it in the first place. And then you find out that, oh, I bill on the 15th, but my guy added 30 licenses on the 20th. So I've lost all that billing until the beginning of the next month. And then, of course, Pax8 and, and SureWeb and now all these guys have come up with ways to to check to check that and do um, do billing based on the actual date that you installed that stuff. Uh, I don't know why I'm losing. Uh, what do they call that? You know, you're back billing for for the for the space and time. Proration. There you go, George. See, I'm getting old, man. I may have my hair, but my brain's going out the window. I, I, uh, don't, I don't have the hair, but I got it. <laughs> You still have your brain though. The uh the prorated the proration part of that piece really does help, right? So I always recommend to people, hey, if you're you know using some of these vendors and, and some of these marketplaces as they're being called now, the distributors, make sure you're looking at the tools they have to help you with that type of stuff. Cause you're right, George. There's and by the way, look at the automation tools that are coming out now. You know, there's a bunch of them. I mean. Not, I'm not trying to give anyone more any light, but there's Roost, there's Pia, there's CrushBank, there's so many really good automation. Vineguard, Gradient. Vineguard, really great automation tools out there. Check them out. See if they actually help, you know, right? You have a need. Make sure there's a solution to that need and, and line it up. But there's so much cool things going on in that area to help you with that part of it. Well, since you touched on Microsoft, I know a ton of MSPs who... You know, of course, Microsoft tries to change your mind all the time, right? They're like, hey, we're going to NCE. And then they're like, hey, but if you're on Legacy, we're going to leave you alone for a year. Well, guess what? That year's up. Yep. Yeah. So for all the people, like some people are like, I'm going in year two of NCE. What are you talking about? There's still 
a huge percentage of people out there that are like, oh, Microsoft said I can keep running without having to do anything. Good, good for me, not touching it. Guess what? Right. You're coming to the end of your runway. You got to do something before the end of the month. Yeah, true. And, you know, kind of kind of does suck a bit for the people who jumped onto NCE last year, but now this year it's it's spinning, it's winding down. And this time, I don't think they're going to extend again. I agree, although it's Microsoft and, you know, they do weird you things. You never know, right? <laughs> but if, I feel like in this case, it's a shame, the proactive MSPs kind of got burnt. Right, um, right. You know, and, and the guys who are like, eh, I'll figure it out later. Kick the can down the road. Guys actually got an extra year of break. You know what I mean? So yeah, they did. Except for the guys that did it already now don't have to deal with it in 2024. So yeah, but you know what? That beginning process where nobody knew what was going oh, on. It was painful. Upside down. Yeah. It was a very chaotic time. It was so, painful. I think uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think this was the time um, when I was at PAX 8, that day, the day that they did the full switch and all those people, PAX 8 had over 50,000 tickets. Wow. <laughs> it was great. And actually some distributors shut down. Like it literally, it brought their system down. Wow. Because it was so overwhelming. So it was a crazy, weird day. I just remember being at a show and someone running up to me and saying, hey, what's going on? I'm like, that's the switchover day. That's the you know, you're going to get a lot of that. But I didn't realize till afterwards it was over 50,000 tickets. Well, I don't think it's going to be as chaotic this time. I think things are pretty much, you know, yeah, yeah. the way they're going to be. They're in place. All the, the option to convert is going to be pretty straightforward. But, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I mean, if of the 100% of the people that need to make a change, I think more than 50% did not make that change. And they kind of just kept coasting. So let's say that the number is a little less than 50% now. That's still half. So yeah, right. that's a lot of people that need to make changes in the next couple of weeks. Yep. And you know, the ones that don't, who knows what's going to happen. It's, it's always an interesting. Well, what's going to happen is what happened to the guys in the beginning. Microsoft's going to make the change for you. You're going to get stuck with whatever decision they made on your behalf and you're going to be stuck. So yeah. um, don't be stuck. <laughs> yeah, know? Ted, Don't so. be stuck. Uh, how about, so going to events and, you know, Speaking from, you know, two people who've been to a, a ton of events um, over the years, you know, what do you think the the landscape's going to look like next year, right? You got, I mean, especially, you know, you got, uh, you're going to do the parties, which we know about. And, you and you know, you have two big events coming up for uh, Community Minds, which are tailored more to it. See what I did there? Tailored, still, still fitting it in there. Um, are tailored more towards education. And, and trying to get down that road is difficult because everybody's kind of used to the status quo. Um, I've been hearing rumblings that the vendors are saying we're changing the way we're doing things next year, but I don't know what that change is. Like, I all don't right, know all right, all right, here the direction, go. right? Do you I, think I got some of that, that for you. Yeah. Some of the events that have been staple events for a decade are really, at the end of the day, when you erase the name of the person who's putting the event on and you just look at it for what it is, it's an event for the person. It's like the casino. And I've said this a thousand times. House always wins, right? So the person that's putting on the event, the company that's putting on the event, it's an event for them. And by the way, you are feeding the ability for them to continue doing the right. quantity and size of these events. So I think as all things go, these prices for some of these things that kept on going up, 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 up. They finally hit the glass ceiling where you're like, I'm not sure it makes sense anymore. Now all these companies, and you saw a lot of companies try this this year in 2023. 
they're doing their own events, their own hosted guest model. They're, you know, they're saying, Hey, I'm just going to partner up with two, three other companies. We're going to come together. We're going to do our own thing. Right. Or we're going to do it on our own because maybe we're big enough. And we have the money. I think you're going to see a lot of those pop up this year because a lot of early people tried it this year. It was actually kind of successful. And so everybody else saw that and they're like, hey, we're going to do that too. I expect that coming in 2024. The other thing that I see coming out is I think the community style events have finally started to pick up. It took a long time for that to maybe gain some traction. So I think people finally find the value in education-based stuff rather than, hey, let's sell you know everything we can and the hot dog cart as along with it in the kitchen sink. <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of a, I'm not saying wholesale change, no. like leaning into that category. So I think you're going to see a bunch more of that. I do think that some of the events that have been around forever are constricting, meaning like they're like, hey, it's doing instead of doing one per quarter, we may be doing one per year. And so now they're cutting down by 75% because maybe they never gained the attendance back after COVID. Um, and like it's been that way ever since. So they're like, right. hey, we got to do something different. So I think that's happening as well. Um, I think some of the international events have come back where they took a little bit longer to come back. So Europe largely popped off this past year. I think like APAC uh, and some of the other regions that were like kind of slow to come back are finally coming back next year. So I think some of the international travel into the U.S. events might lighten up because, you know, these events are finally coming back to their own areas. So a lot of things are making changes for 24. Here's the reality. Just like any other company, right? I don't care if you're an IT company, accounting company, law firm, Read is water ice. Philly invention, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, you want to make sure that if you spend money, there's a reasonable chance of return. I think it's a fair business uh, concept. And um, I think some of the things finally hit home where you can't be everywhere unless you have an unlimited budget. I don't know who has. Two, you know, if you're at a point where you're really, really, really questioning whether you can even get close to any sort of return within a reasonable time period, don't do it. I think that's really what it's coming down to. Sorry, yeah. I went on a rant there, but I think that's a lot of what's happening. I know how to pull your string, George. That's the problem. I know I know what strings are pulled. <laughs> I start talking about football, we know exactly what wow. strings pull. Well, I was waiting for Keith Nelson to show up. I know. I didn't I, I'm surprised he uh this is he this is not a challenge he usually backs down from. I figured he would have been all over this. I, I, I literally did homework, I looked up all these stats, I was ready to go. No Keith Nelson. All good. And he had he had all the ammunition this week, right? Because they, you know, the boys took down your Eagles and he was all excited and Oh, oh, JP. Oh, JP. <laughs> let, let me pull out my stats. Here we go. Ready? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I was I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. Okay. I might just pull JP onto the call. Here we go. JP, oh. let's compare since 2000. The Cowboys since 2000. Three playoff wins. Zero Super Bowl appearances. The Eagles since 2000. 16 playoff wins, 10 NFC East titles, seven NFC championship games, three Super Bowl appearances. And a partridge in a pear tree. Just say. Hey, do you love your wife? Oh. <laughs> Here it comes. So you're a diehard, I won't say your name, but you're, you are a diehard fan of your wife no matter what, right? Okay. 
That's oh, how wow. I am with, with going. the Cowboys, brother. He's getting deep here. Deep. <laughs> deep. By the way, we also have another stat that was posted in the channel Sports Guys. J-Lo, six rings since 1990, uh, since 2000, whatever. Cowboys, zero. <laughs> I, what, what did you say when we went to the Cowboys stadium that one time? Okay, uh, we, we can did, stop that. Did they stop, did they stop <laughs> playing football in Dallas after 1995? I know. The, well, JP, to be fair, we were in the stadium, and the guy was um, – actually, he was a Massachusetts guy who moved to Texas, became a Texas fan in every way, and he started giving us crap as we were walking through the stadium. And so, I, you know me, I just started coming back with one-liners, and George was just laughing his butt off. And I was like, hey, when did football stop around here in 1995? Uh, ouch. Ouch! <laughs> oh yeah, but he you know he's like, oh, did you I know just, the team uh, hold, hold marches on, through on. the end zone? It was a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, he was going. Nuts. <laughs> and then you're like, then you're like, yeah, good ratings. What four stars, five stars? You guys got one. What the hell? Yeah. Going <laughs> anyway, hold on. I came into this season saying, especially division opponents, we should we should have some sort of sports thing in the MSP space, you know, with competition. Anyway, um, I said you're going to split with a lot of your division, you know, com- you know, competitors, right? So like. That Dallas lost one in Philly. Philly lost one in Dallas. That's par for the course, guys. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why all of a sudden people are so bent out of shape. They're like, oh, they lost two, two back-to-back. And I'm like, the 49ers lost three back-to-back-to-back. Seahawks won four back-to-back-to-back. I'm doing okay based on what the, what the situation is right now. And there's still a month of football left. And I got the Giants twice and the Cardinals. I'm good. I I have no comeback to that, but I will say that uh, I think down here in the DFW area, there is an actual sports uh, called the cyber fight club. It's where Matt Lee, I think would enjoy this. I don't know if talked to him about it or not, but there's a, uh, there's an actual event that goes on. I think once a year right now, where a lot of the cybersecurity firms and, and techs and engineers get together and they do a red team, blue team live for charity. So I think that'd be kind of a cool thing to keep going. I, I, did hear, I did hear that. I've heard of that, JP. Do what? I did hear that. Yeah. I want I, I want to create the IT MSP Olympics, right? We're going to start off with an airport security recreation. Okay? <laughs> then we're going to go into, you know, like trade trail wars, right? Like, we'll get, how, how, you know, what are the right footwear you should be wearing during trade shows, right? How long, right? So how many yeah. steps, how many stairs? I could I could go on, right? We could talk about your your travel packing capability. A lot of people who come to my company, I'm like, no check bags, guys. You need to learn how to get your life into a roller border that you can throw on board. These are important things we got to get through. It's not you're not wrong. I think it'd be kind of cool and fun for sure. And then my favorite, the power merge Olympics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> skill. It's a skill. How quickly yeah. can you conference a call together? Yeah. Just saying. Anyway. Well, with um, the right system very quickly. Well, and then, like, maybe we could get into how how quickly can you replace a hard drive and get the operating system reinstalled? Like, we can have a, we can have a test. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, these are just weird things that come into my mind from time to time. But that being said. There is, you know, a large focus in the space on security. We can talk about security every day, all day, 26 hours a day if it existed. But there's still the plumbing part of it, right? 
there's still like the rest of the 50 things that you have to do in order to keep these right. things going. Absolutely. I know the focus is being taken off of that area, but it didn't go away. It still very much exists. No, you're right. It's it's tip, it's typical of our industry to talk about the sexy thing and, and just talk about that sexy thing until it's beat to death. You're right. There's a lot. There's a lot going on wow. right now. Right. There was IT service provider to MSP. And then there was hosted to cloud. <laughs> then there was cybersecurity. <clears throat> What's the new tag word? AI. Yeah, AI. Right? Every three to five years, this something comes up and like the marketing dollars get set into it, into the oblivion. We're in a new cycle, guys. AI. I don't know what it's going to do. I don't know what we need it to do. I don't have any expectation for it, but AI. I got uh, I got a question for, for JP. Go for yes, it. Yes, sir. Um, first off, love you, brother. Love you more, brother. So for everybody that doesn't know, JP runs an MSP in Texas, a very successful MSP, um, always evolving. So George brought up a good point. So for you, behind all the sexy stuff, what do you think is the most important thing for an MSP out there that's running their business to get going? Like, what should they be working on? We know cybersecurity. We know AI is like th these new things. What's the stuff that the plumbing that George was talking about? What's one of the more important plumbing items? Oh, I've read a bunch of books recently, so I'm kind of stuck on the business running business piece of it. So the the yeah. first the first thing that I, I think of on that is really your your gross profit profit and operating off of that. Uh, I think too many uh, too many folks don't necessarily pay enough close enough attention to that side of it. And there's plenty of people in the in our community and in our space that really concentrate, you know, on the niche of the MSPs to to help with that. And I think that probably yeah. be good. But as far as trends or the sexy pieces of it, yeah, yeah. Um, I you know I, I don't necessarily want to be quoted on my feelings right now on AI, but it's 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 probably following in the lines of what Elon Musk would say. So I'll just put it that direction. <laughs> okay. Well, that was good. And by the way, I didn't even uh, know that you, your answer was going to align up perfectly, but uh, you know, obviously that's what Taylor business group does, right? We help MSPs with that very thing. So um, I'm glad yeah. I love that you said that, but that's, you know, there's a lot of companies that do that. I'm, I'm not just plugging Taylor, but you, you can definitely get help in that area for getting to that bottom line and making sure that it's shirt up the right way. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. well, I can promise you this. Everybody is racing to say that they have AI capabilities one way or another. Some of them don't even make sense. It's like, hey, we've uh, we've integrated chat GPT into the RMM. And it's like, oh, what's that going to do? Oh, it's going to write scripts for you. I was like, could you imagine some level one guy or girl going into the system saying, write me a script to do this. They didn't even look at it. They press go and take an entire system down, that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been in this industry long enough to to hear and see a lot of the the buzz and the shiny toys like you guys are talking about. It, it's And you're dead on when you say about every four to six years, you're going to get something new pop in. So um, it's yeah, funny it's, when it's funny when they pop in and we forget about the other things. But I mean, remember when backup was sexy? Yeah, it may, be, it may not be sexy anymore, but it's freaking necessary. <laughs> you still have to do it. It's still just as important as it was back when oh, we first no, started but, talking but my about stuff's it. in the cloud. It's good. It's back. Yeah, up. I remember yeah. when the word cyber got brought into our industry and it was 
yep. used for everything and not just our industry. I mean, it was a marketing term that got used in every industry. We're a cyber company, you know, and or technology, even just the word technology. We're a technology company. Right. You know, it used to be we're a people company, but now it's we're a technology company. I mean, that's that's the kind of change that happens. But in, we're but we're a technology company that sells copiers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and then there's and then there's cloud, which was, you know, a term, just a term because we've been doing cloud for 20 years. But we found a sexy word for it that everybody jumped on. And now everything's cloud. Yeah. But it's all backed up in the cloud. That's what they said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who's backing up the cloud? Yeah. Hmm. Ask, so, uh, ask so, Google that one. Didn't they just delete it? Didn't a bunch of stuff get uh, they had a they had a backup problem. Google did. Uh, I, I didn't hear that one, but I know that there's a couple of data center vendors where they're like, your data center went up on fire straight up. And it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, there's nothing we can do. Oh, okay. You, you didn't hear about the Google thing? Yeah, a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of people's docs were completely changed because of a switch they made on the back end and they're like, can't do anything about it. I gotta jump, guys. Great JP, show. thanks yeah. for being Once here, again. buddy. See you guys. All good, my friend. Yeah. Uh, thanks for jumping on, guys. Ken, we could probably talk for another three hours if we wanted to. Uh, <laughs> no, which, by the way, I'm sure we will in person somewhere. Um, for anyone that wants to know how to connect with you, Taylor Business Group, learn about the two events we talked about when we started and the grant program, where do they go? Yeah, so taylorbusinessgroup.com, as I talked about, all the information is there. If you want to, if you can't find me on LinkedIn, uh, there's something going on, but um, I'm all over LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook. Um and you can email me at ken at taylorbusinessgroup.com. And I'm always here to help. doesn't matter if you're with Taylor Business Group or not. You're in this community. I'm willing to help you. Awesome. Thanks for watching, guys. This session was recorded. We'll be on msbinitiative.com under sessions. Catch you on the next one. Ken, I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon, buddy. Stay tuned for the next debacle. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. See ya. Bye.